is the 77 WABC minicast. We have uh, uh, the former uh... New Jersey governor, Chris Christie, and of course, presidential candidate, Chris Christie. Uh, governor, it is so great to have you here. And um, let's get right to it with this case, of course, with Niagara Falls, everybody's talking about. Um, what do you think and how concerned should we be, I guess, about terror threats? We've heard just, uh, you know, all the way from the FBI director to, of course, the New York governor saying, of course, with what's going on in Israel, the threat level is just high beyond guard in general. Well, look, I, I think first off, we shouldn't jump to conclusions on Buffalo. We don't have any any solid information yet from law enforcement on whether it was a terror attack or not. In fact, there seems to be more information about the fact that it was not a terror attack. Um, and it seems kind of odd if you're trying to attack the U.S. that you would be driving from the U.S. to Canada. It would seem you'd be driving in the other direction. But <clears throat> we'll see what happens, and I'm sure law enforcement will investigate it and figure out what it is. That's the Buffalo incident. But when you have the kind of things that you have going on around the world in Israel and in Ukraine, we always should be on higher alert. And we can't believe that we are immune from attack here because folks like me and you and John, who lived in New York on September 11th, 2001, know that we're not. And so our, we need to be strong around the world to send a very strong message to our enemies that uh, don't mess with the United States of America. And the weakness that Joe Biden has shown around the world, I think, and, and, the, and the isolationism. That's being advocated by people like Donald Trump and uh, Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy. Those things combined um, make us to be much more of a target than we would be if we were strong and engaged. What about the border, too, uh, Governor Christie? Because I, I am... I am so livid about how open that border is, and especially at a time with all these things that you're talking about. It is so downright frightening. There is more than a million gotaways that have come under President Biden, the ones we have zero idea about. And I keep thinking, um, you know, just how porous the border is. There's a lot of them that have been on the terrorist watch list. How concerned are you about sleeper cells already here? Because it, sadly, it, it seems like it may be a reality. Well, very concerned about that, Rita, and, and for good reason, because we don't know and we aren't controlling our border. And look, this is a failure that's happened over decades, over decades. Barack Obama was not strong on enforcing the border. Donald Trump told us he was going to build a wall along the entire border and Mexico was going to pay for it. We got 52 miles of new wall in his four years and Mexico didn't pay us a peso towards it. And now we have Joe Biden opening up the border even longer. We've had three failed presidencies in a row on the border, and we're paying the price for that now. That's why we need a common-sense, smart approach to closing the border. Increase our Border Patrol officers by 10,000. Double the number of detention beds to 80,000 that we have at the border. Um, Triple the number of immigration judges so we can move these hearings along much more quickly and can detain people until they get their hearing. Um, we need to get the National Guard down there on day one of the next administration um, to work with our Customs and Border Patrol officers who are overwhelmed. And then we need to make changes to the immigration system so that we put um, the folks who have skills that we need in this country to the front of the line to fill some of the six million vacant jobs we have in this country and grow our economy to a 5 percent GDP growth 
so that we can really get this economy going and improve the lives of the American people. That's a common sense way to do it. Ron DeSantis saying he's going to shoot people stone cold dead at the border is TV tough guy stuff. And he's now even said he's going to build a wall and have the Mexicans pay for it. Um, Look, we, we were wrong to believe it eight years ago and it didn't get done. And now Donald Trump's even said that he never had a way to get Mexico to pay for it. So let's stop with the TV tough guy stuff. And let's have a common sense approach to the border that will actually get it done. Let's go to Congressman Peter King. You were Homeland Security, your congressman. Yeah, listen, I, I agree with the governor. I have no idea whether or not this was terrorist or not. It seems it's leaning toward an accident. Having said that, we can't fall into a lull here. This, if, if it's not today, it's going to be tomorrow, next week, or next month. Governor, I think you'll agree. I'll, we are really ripe for a terrorist attack. Also, I would like to ask you, when you're out there campaigning, do you find I, – I share your concern about uh, the isolationism. Do you think the voters will make the connection between Ukraine, Taiwan, and uh, Gaza? I mean, all of this, to me, is coming together. This unholy alliance with Iran – Russia and China. Uh, look, Peter, you're exactly right. Look, I, I, when I went to Israel last week, um, I went to a military installation where they had gotten weapons that had been seized from the Hamas terrorists. There were AK-47s that were built and supplied by Russia. Um, there, were, there were rockets that were supplied by Iran, had the markings of Iran on them. And there were rocket-propelled grenades that had the markings of North Korea on them. There's no doubt that what happened in Hamas is being pushed by Russia and Iran and North Korea. And look, we need our leaders, Congressman, as you know, to be making these points so the public understands it. And this is why the arguments being made by Donald Trump and Vivek Ramaswamy um, and Ron DeSantis are so destructive. They say they're America first. They're not. They're for America alone. And America alone can never be America first. We have to work with our allies around the world. We have to show our strength around the world in order to intimidate our adversaries from coming after us. You know that it was the failure of the Clinton administration to respond to a lot of the attacks that went on around the world, to not take bin Laden out when we could have, that led to 9-11. And we are in the same posture now with a weak Joe Biden in the White House and an isolationist wing of the Republican Party who would rather stick our heads in the sand and be the modern-day Charles Lindbergh than to be the modern-day Ronald Reagan. And um, we are talking to presidential candidate Chris Christie. Uh, you know, Governor, I know you were over in Israel, as you just mentioned. What do you think of this new deal that's coming about with uh, the Israeli government, which they just approved? Obviously, uh, it looks like it's going to start, I think it's 3 a.m. our time, where they're exchanging the hostages. Obviously, I'll tell you, I, you know, it, to me, it's amazing that some of them will come home to their families. I hope it happens. But it's also this drip, drip. It's like 10 and then a day of ceasefire, 10, another day of ceasefire. You've expressed in the past that a ceasefire doesn't make any sense. This is, again, just one day. But are you concerned about where this is headed and putting, you know, the, I guess, uh, option for now Hamas to regroup, rearm, and, and at what end are they going to say, okay, you can have another three, another day, another three, and where is this going to end? Are you concerned about where this is headed? Well, Rita, I, sure I am, but I will tell you this. I met with the families of a number of the hostages in Israel, and we're talking about elderly women, young children as young as, young as below five years old who were taken, and we need to get these people home. And so, yes, I wish we were in a better position to be able to negotiate better. 
But this is where the failure of the Israeli intelligence community and the American intelligence community in, in not knowing that this attack was coming has led us because it allowed them to take these hostages. So I think we need to get these hostages home as quickly as possible. Now, a temporary one day at a time ceasefire, I don't believe is going to give Hamas enough time to be able to rearm in a significant way. Um, I'm against the ceasefire that is a permanent ceasefire until Israel is convinced, Israel is convinced, that they have degraded the Hamas military capability enough that they are not a clear and present danger to the safety and security of the Israeli people and the territorial integrity of Israel's borders. If, if those things are met by the Israeli Defense Forces, then I am okay with them negotiating whatever agreement they want to make at that point to end the, uh, the fighting, but not until then. These temporary stops, while not optimal, are not ones that I'm as concerned about as I am of getting these hostages, many of whom, like I said, elderly and very young, um, who may not survive in this tunnel system in Gaza for much longer, and their families deserve to get them home and have answers for what happened here. Yep, understood, for sure. Governor Christie, thank you for coming on today, and I hope you and your family have a great Thanksgiving tomorrow. John, Rita, Congressman King. Have a great Thanksgiving tomorrow. We're hosting 25 at our house, so we're going to be wow. busy. What time? Wait, wait, wait. What time do you want us over, Governor? What time? <laughs> do you have room for <laughs> a, a couple more? Rita. Okay. Rita, you're Thank welcome you. anytime. And, and King knows he's welcome, too, anytime. <laughs> what, about John? what about John? What about John? We have Judge Weinberg here. I know I eat too much. <laughs> <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, Chris. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Governor. Uh, Thank you.